Welcome back to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Frank. And today's episode is episode number 26, and we're going to go over some of our top things you should avoid on your upcoming cruise. Let's jump into it. So we've started the trend of doing cruise news at the top of each episode, so we're going to continue that into this week. A couple of big things happening. You know, all these cruise lines are releasing their 2025, 2026 sailing. So definitely look out for that. But on top of that news, you know, Royal Caribbean this week announced that Ben and Jerry's sad day is no longer going to be offered on their cruise ships, which it's sad. I mean, we talked about the ice cream, uh, the cow room, right? So you can book the cow room on, you know, your cruise. They had the, the cow discount. They had the discounts that they gave you, but also like the cow uh, bedding and it was like a really special room on some of their ships but uh, unfortunately now uh, going forward I think this change is actually happening quite fast we've seen some comments on social media that they've already kind of seen them starting to change over you know the signage and all of that on their cruise ship so Ben and Jerry's is no longer they're going to have their own branding I believe it's going to be Sugar Beach which is already offered on uh, some of the other Oasis class ships it's not a huge change. Um, it's more probably just the deal is ending with the cruise line. You know, you're still going to probably have to pay for the ice cream on board uh, besides the the free froyo that you get on the pool deck. So it's just interesting. You know, you see some of these deals come and go with the cruise lines, but, you know, definitely want to call out that that is something in the news and something that we've actually talked about on this podcast before. Another big item in the news this week is Virgin Voyages is sailing now. They just had their inaugural, kind of their first sailing out of Australia uh, to Tasmania. So that's exciting. Um, you know, new cruise line out there, just trying to, you know, break through a new market. So excited to kind of hear the feedback from the Australian market and see how that goes uh, over in the land down under. Last but not least, uh, the other new cruise line out there, Margaritaville, they just bought a second larger cruise ship. This was an older Costa cruise line ship. So excited to kind of see you know, what they're able to do with it. Hopefully they're able to get some of their reviews up. I know that you know, the first ship was, you know, they had to get the kinks out, some mixed reviews, started to hear some more positive things. And definitely it is a budget cruise line. So just looking forward to kind of hearing more about how you know this new ship ends up working out for them, and we'll kind of track that and give updates on here as well. So, Michael, let's get into it for today. Yeah, so like we had mentioned at the start, we're going to be going over today a list of some, I mean, we pulled together about 15, I think, different things that you should avoid on your upcoming cruise. Some of these are going to be kind of in the past things before the cruise that you should avoid, and then some things on the cruise to avoid. So the first thing we have on our list is paying for VIP perks. The One of the big draws, VIP perks, is some of the perks you get before the cruise. So, you know, you have Royal Caribbean in the key. You got Carnival with Faster to the Fun. They both have a different set of perks. Obviously, the key with Royal has a bunch more that will last and give you benefits throughout your cruise. But Carnival's Faster to the Fun is really just, I mean, you're paying to get on the ship faster. And I think they have some extra things there as well. But, you know, they're really mixed reviews on both of these two systems. I think Royal Caribbean is still about $20, $30 a day per person for the key, which like I said, the one nicer thing with the key is you are getting some bene- extra benefits throughout your sailing. You know, you get chops on day one for lunch when you get on the ship. You get 
internet provided. And then you get some like ex exclusive time at some of the different activities. But kind of the issue here is it may be at some inconvenient times, like in the evening when you're getting re ready for dinner. And then with Carnival's Faster to the Fun, these pricings are kind of more based per cabin. You're looking at, I mean, prices next year are going up to $70 per cabin for two to three day sailings. For a week sailing, you're looking at about $140 per cabin. And then nine plus days, looking at $189 per cabin. And with Carnival's Faster to the Fun, all it's really getting you is on the ship faster. You get to book some dining, I think, earlier, express luggage, you get in your stateroom earlier. So a lot of their perks or kind of like it says in the title, faster to the fun, you're kind of getting on the ship earlier, you're getting your luggage dropped off so you can go explore the ship. I know I haven't personally used either one of these two options, but when we're looking at the side of it, like trying to save money, there's probably better ways you can spend your money on the ship versus into some of these VIP programs the lines are offering. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Michael. I think, you know, my my parents have done it in the past. And I think my mom likes it just for some of the benefits, like you mentioned, the chops grill. But when you look at the price, you know, you're not just paying for like a one-time meal or, you know, getting on the ship early. Like how much is that really worth? I mean, right now, you know, you get on the ship 15, you know, within 30 minutes, let's just say you're on the ship most times, right? Like what, what's that 15 minutes worth to you? You know, I guess maybe having your room early would be a nice benefit, but at the end of the day, that extra hundred dollars, hundred and forty dollars per for you or your family could go a lot a longer way, maybe if you book an excursion or I would personally rather just book specialty dining and, you know, do something like that. So I totally agree with it. I think, you know, it's a nice to have. I just don't think it's really needed to have a great cruise. Kind of going off what Michael just, you know, mentioned in terms of faster to the fun. Definitely number two things to avoid showing up late on embarkation day. You know, you definitely want to just get there as soon as you can. I know that things come up, whether it's a flight delay or, you know, traffic or whatever the case may be, especially if you're coming from Florida, you do a lot of cruises. But for me, I know that that first day, just you, I personally like being the first person on the ship for honestly, that's to me like the slowest and you kind of like you ease into the vacation because, you know, Right when you get on, it's pretty quiet, right? So like bars aren't very busy. The crew are in a good mood. They're not being bombarded. So you're just kind of like in a really chill mood. Your drinks are flowing. You know, the ship is quite empty. And then as you get closer and closer to lunch, one o'clock, you start to notice the crowds start to pick up. So my target is usually getting to the port around 10 o'clock, getting through by like 10, 30, 11. Again, just totally depends on the crews and, you know, where, you know, just the whole process, right? If they're not able to get in on time, all of that kind of feeds into it. But my philosophy is like, I'd rather wait in, in just a waiting room outside the port than be late and kind of miss out on those first couple of drinks or even getting, you know, lunch early. So for me, I think this is just something I personally like to avoid. And I think it's a, it's a great tip. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I mean, you're paying to be on the ship. So if you can get there as early as you can do it. Really the only time I think I have kind of gone against this was my European cruise because my embarkation day was technically the Rome day. So we tried to spend as much time to finish everything we needed to do in Rome and then kind of got on the ship a little bit later in the evening. So staying on the trend of kind of your first day on the ship, this also applies to your last day on the ship, that last also probably evening, is avoiding guest services at these times. Day one, that guest services line is going to be crazy long. And unless you have some like priority status that lets you skip the line 
or take advantage of some faster service, you're probably going to wait a while in that line because a lot of people either trying to get issues solved, room keys flipped around. My last Royal Cruise, we booked our dining right there. The dude helping us at the desk helped book all our dinings. I mean, obviously, I mean, that took some time. So if you're going to be waiting in line, I mean, you just got to know that it may be a while. So it may be the type of thing where if you can wait until like the next day, that second day on the ship, the line would probably be shorter. Obviously, it may depend on your situation. You may have to go get in that line day one or that last day. But it's probably something, like I said, avoid, try and go other days or just go either super early in the morning, super late in the evening when the line may not be as long. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Michael. For me personally, I'm I'm usually trying to hit those, you know, guest services lines later at night, you know, after a couple of drinks, which always makes it kind of fun. But, um, you know, usually it's a late night activity. I definitely try to avoid it as soon as I get on unless really have an issue at the room. But also other options, right? You can always pick up the phone in your room and call guest services and just if you don't need to actually see them in person for a card or anything like that. Or if you do have status like you're mentioning, Mike, you can go to the lounge or you know try to uh, use those resources that you have outside of waiting in line. Now they do have those people that come up with the iPads and try to help you while you're in line, at least for those that can be helped. But definitely, definitely something to avoid. So our next thing to avoid on your next cruise is forgetting to put airplane mode on. So I just came off of a cruise in November and I was, you know, talking to my family over the holiday, over Thanksgiving. And my mom was like, what happened to our phone bill? And I was like, oh yeah, we were on the cruise and we saw the roaming charges that she got hit hit with just for, you know, forgetting to put on airplane mode. So again, this is just something super simple. You know, if there is someone that you want to talk to that's, you know, on land, you could easily just get the Wi-Fi package. It's going to probably save you a ton of money. If, if you were to leave your airplane mode off throughout the entire cruise and your roaming is going, it's just going to be an expensive charge when you get back. And again, that's not something that you planned on paying. And so that you know cuts into your budget and it's just going to frustrate you after the cruise. So definitely recommend if you're going to text, if you're going to try to communicate FaceTime, whatever that is, get the Wi-Fi package for your cruise or just go cold turkey, turn it off, don't bother, You know, make sure that you're not getting any texts if you're in the middle of the ocean because that's really gonna start to add up. So the fifth item on our list is over drinking on day one. You know, I feel like this is a very common occurrence, especially if you have a drink package. I feel like drinking on day one or the last night, I feel like can sometimes be an issue. But you just got on the ship, the drinks are flowing. Like I said, you got the drink package. You're just going drink after drink. And then next thing you know, you wake up hungover the next day. And depending on if, I mean, especially if you have an excursion booked and you're trying to get up early or, I mean, you don't want to sleep in the whole next day either because that's cutting into your, really your cruise vacation. So space it out. I mean, have some drinks, mix in some water. You know, you get you can get some sodas or Powerade, Gatorades, get some electrolytes in you. Just don't, over drink. And I think I mentioned this one too, Michael, in like the last couple of episodes, but I definitely on my birthday cruise with Chris and everyone, we, I felt terrible at Coco Cay. And that was the one day I was the most excited about. And I was like, gosh, I'm just trying to hold everything down today. Like just don't get sick on the beach right now. So like to your point, space it out, make sure you're eating throughout the cruise and, you know, taking care of your body, bring some hydration packets, Definitely still have a great time. I mean, we're going to have a ton of drinks on the Bachelor Cruise, but don't let it kind of get in the way of the fun because you're feeling sick the next day. That's a great point. 
The next one that we have on the list, don't get swindled at the spa. So shout out to our friend Teller. He was on the cruise with us for the birthday cruise uh, in November. And this man had two spa packages within the four nights. And I swear, like he went in there. He had a great experience with the spa, you know, got his massage. Then he's like coming out and he's like, I was like, how was he? He's like, oh, I got another one tomorrow. Got the manager special. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you just got swindled like for sure. I mean, he spent probably like $400 and he was after the cruise was like, yeah, that one really set me back. Like it was an expensive cruise because those, that $400 that he spent at the spa for two, you know, packages wasn't something that he planned on. So again, they're going to try to upsell you. Sometimes when I'm wanting to get a spa massage, whatever, I'll walk in and say, Hey, I don't want to get anything else. I just want to get the spa. I'm not getting any products because sometimes that, you know, the spa, they do try to sell you on the shampoos and the moisturizers and all that as well. So just tell them, Hey, I'm not interested. And they'll, they'll be polite and kind of let you go. The seventh point on our list to avoid is avoiding the elevators, especially on embarkation day and after popular shows. You know, the elevators right around kind of the main atriums on the ship, especially, like I said, on embarkation day can get super crowded because everybody's trying. I mean, they're walking on with their luggage. They want to try and get if to see if the rooms are open to drop the luggage off. And like we said, after popular shows, the elevators around the theaters, too, because you have hundreds of people all coming out from seeing the same show. So there's going to be congestion around the ship. So. Take the stairs in these situations. I mean, you're going to get around faster. I know some of the ships these days have like the special elevators where you can click like the floor you're going to go to and it kind of groups you up and will tell you what elevator to get into. But if you're on some of the ships without that, I mean, people, I mean, it, it, it gets chaotic in these situations because people see those elevator doors open and I mean, I'm, you should do the respectful thing. You should let the people out that are coming out before going in. But some people just rush those elevators and... I mean, then it stinks when you're, you're you're sitting there waiting for minutes and someone just comes right up and gets in front of you. But yeah, so use the stairs in these situations. Like I said, it'll probably get you wherever you're trying to go, whatever deck, much faster than waiting for the elevator. Yeah, I think that's great, Michael. And obviously some people listening to this may not be able to use the stairs and have to use the elevator. So just, you know, be respectful and, and let them go and you know, if you are the person that's not able to take the stairs, maybe you're going to want to wait until the crowd dies down anyways. Um, so I think that's a good one. The eighth thing on our list to avoid on your next cruise is waiting until the last minute to book the cruise or the add-ons or the dining, right? So we've talked about it a number of times on this podcast, but you know, booking the cruise in advance, as soon as you're thinking about the cruise, definitely go ahead and book. A lot of times you can even get refundable deposits. So recommend booking to lock in the pricing in advance. Also, that kind of helps you paying off the cruise so you have more time to do that. But the big one is the dining, right? So when you're you know, on the ship and you're trying to plan out your dining last minute, again, it's just you got 6,000 people sometimes that are also trying to do similar things to you that are you know, scrambling, trying to get reservations. You're just limited at that point. So the earlier you book those add-ons, whether it's a specialty dining or it's an excursion, like the better off you're going to be. So definitely recommend booking those early. Don't wait to the last minute, just mostly so you can get availability, right? So you've got the table that you want or the time that you want or the you know, venue that you're interested in. So just the the more time you put between yourself, like your planning and getting on the cruise for those items, the better off the price is going to be as well as the availability. And even when it comes to booking cruises last minute, you know, years ago, you kind of saw more like last minute deals that cruise lines would throw out to kind of fill the rooms. But with such the pent up demand, 
post-COVID right now, I mean, cruising is pretty much at all-time high, I feel like, when it comes to just sales and everyone just wanting to go on a cruise. So you are seeing less of those like last-minute deals. So like we said, book out as early as you can. The next thing we have down on our list kind of goes along with booking your cruise add-ons, but it's feeling like you have to book an excursion through the cruise line at each and every port of call. First off, I mean, excursions can get expensive, especially if you are booking them through the cruise line. And I mean, depending on how many days your cruise is, especially if you don't have as many sea days, you may want some time just to kind of relax on the ship and use those days to kind of maybe get off the ship, explore the port a little, and then like I said, get back on and take advantage of the lesser crowds on the ship, whether it's just laying out by the pool or like I said, getting food at some of the different venues on the ship. And if you are planning on doing a good amount of excursions, you know, always look at some third-party excursion planners out there. You know, some of these companies, the cruise lines use, and if you can just find your way around it and book with the companies directly, yeah, you may not get that 100% guarantee that the ship's going to wait on you. But like we've said in the past on this podcast, these are these people's livelihood out there. They're going to make sure you get back on the ship because like we said, if you don't, then that leads to bad reviews and then that's obviously not good for their business. Yeah, I think a bunch of people are afraid of, you know, booking through through a third party to your point michael and it's if you can find one that's got a five star even like people in the reviews that are talking about cruise or i was here on a cruise that's usually fine like that's enough for me to say hey you know hundreds of people have done this there's cruises mentioned on the reviews like i'm gonna go with this third party and and that that'll be fine our next point is avoid bringing walkie talkies on your cruise i i like send michael sometimes like these other you know, people that have podcasts or blogs and they're talking about what walkie talkies to bring. And like, I th- I honestly think that they're just like trying to get people to like buy their walkie talkie, like link on Amazon to get money or something. They've got some kickback and cause like there's literally like no point to bring a walkie talkie on a cruise. We just got off one and like 14 people we had, we used the app, like the Royal Caribbean app to communicate There was not one moment on that cruise where I was like, oh man, wish I had a walkie talkie right now. Because at the end of the day, like one, it's annoying for like everyone else on the cruise. So you're going to get people like looking at you, whatever. Forget about that point, right? Two, they don't work great because it's just like the ship is made of metal. So the, the frequencies aren't like going through like you're just in an open grassy field. You're on a ship with metal. It's like half the time you can't even hear what they're saying. Half the time they don't work. You got to charge it. It's something else to like put in your pocket. So my tip is just use try to use the app and hopefully the cruise line you're sailing on has a, an app that you can chat. Royal Caribbean, it's free. I think on Carnival, it may be like $5 a person. At the end of the day, how much are you going to spend on a walkie-talkie, right? So $5 is, you know, maybe you can reuse it. But again, if it doesn't work, then why are you going to spend all that money for the walkie-talkie? So my recommendation, just use the apps. Try to use the chat feature on there. It's just going to be a lot more convenient and it's one less thing you got to lug around because you're probably going to want your phone anyways to look at the menus or look at what's going on around the ship. So now you got a phone, walkie-talkie, your card. You know, It ends up being too much to carry around. The juice just isn't worth the squeeze on this one. And like with any of these, I'm sure people could find reasons to do any of these. But I feel like, like maybe if you have kids and they don't have a phone, then possibly use walkie-talkies. But outside of that, I mean, probably not. So the 11th thing we have on our list to avoid is the art auctions on the ships. You know, I've personally never been to any of these art auctions on the ships, but Frank, you know how they get people to come to these things? The free champagne they offer. I feel like you always see in the cruise planner, oh, free glass of champagne when you show up to the art auction. And I mean, if you're going to go for the free glass of champagne, 
cool. I mean, I don't blame you. I'd take a free drink. But when it comes to actually bidding on the art, I mean, one, I've heard a lot of this art, one, probably shouldn't really be as expensive as it's going for on the ships. Two, you actually don't take it home with you. They ship it off to you later. And three, I feel like a lot of these aren't like actually exclusive pieces. They It's just a bunch of copies that they sell off each cruise. So, I mean, unless you are a real big art person and, I mean, you know what you're doing, I feel like probably most people that go to these things don't know what they're doing and just think, oh, cool art. And then kind of like we said earlier, when it comes to like getting swindled at the spa, that's probably money you weren't expecting to spend on your cruise. And then, I mean, it's going to get added to your bill at the end. And I mean, I guess you'll have some, you'll have some art to show, but yeah, I'd probably avoid them. I mean, like I said, go for the free drink. I mean, go take the drink and drink it and walk off. So when you said free drink and walk off, that reminded me of when I talked about the European cruise and the Turkish rug. So that's exactly what happened, right? So if you go back, if you want to listen to that episode, that was uh, the the European cruise recap that I did. Had a great time overall, great trip. But I talked about how I ended up buying the Turkish rug. And I was thinking about how you said, like, take the drink and run. I tried to do that at the Turkish rug. So at the end of the excursion, right, we're in Turkey. It was great. Had a great time. You know, they hand you a drink. They're like, no, drink. We want to show you. This is like, they're like, it's disrespectful if you don't drink. So obviously I'm sitting there. Oh, yeah, I'll take another one. Then they're showing us all these rugs. And I started asking questions like, how much is it? Well, we ended up getting convinced to buy a rug and big news this week it actually came in so i actually posted on instagram the picture of the rug but super happy like to your point i didn't get to go home with it because well they would have given it to us but just luggage and space we were already kind of constrained so we ended up just having them ship it and took like 10 to 12 weeks we got it and it looks great so definitely i was a recipient of the swindling in that one but definitely something cool to your point just to have and be like oh we got this in turkey so The next tip that we have for things to avoid on your upcoming cruise, avoid hogging chairs on the pool deck. Listen, I know I've been there. I've been on cruises. You know, you go to the pool deck in the morning, you put your stuff down. Maybe you got to go, you know, grab something back at the room or you want to grab breakfast or you, you walk away at lunchtime to go eat something quick at the buffet, right? That's fine. I feel like that's fine. Everyone does that, right? Why would you give up your spot just to go grab something quick? But the people that get there in the morning, that set the alarm for 4.45, 5 a.m., whatever it is, they grab four towels, they lay them across like a whole set set of chairs, and then don't show up till 10 a.m., they roll in. Like, those are the worst people. Like, just, I get so frustrated because then you see, they see them come. Maybe they're like not even there for like two hours, but they just blocked them the whole morning. It's just like, I think the cruise lines are really starting to crack down on this. Like, I see signs now on the Royal Caribbean ships, at least that say like, if your stuff's not there, then check with the the towel attendant because maybe you know we decided to pull it up, right? So I do respect that. I think I don't want to be the police though. Like I don't want to be in that position. So I, if you do put your towel down, I'm probably not going to mess with it. But it still bothers me that people do this and just I don't care if you're gone for like an hour, ninety minutes. But if it's like a couple hours, three hours, that that's taking a spot from someone else who, you know, could be enjoying the pool in the sun, so. Yeah, so more of the story there. Don't be a chair hog. Moving on over to point number 13, don't book a return flight too early. You know, 
I mean, there's multiple different scenarios here, things that could happen if you book a flight too early. I mean, most of the time, by the time you wake up in the morning, you're already docked. I mean, most of the time you got to be out of your room by like 8 a.m. and you get sent to the buffet or the main atrium to hang out until you're able to get off the ship. But you got to think, one, the, f- the ship may get delayed getting back. So if you get back a couple hours later and you booked a 9 a.m. flight, you're probably not going to make it. I mean, especially if you don't get there till eight, nine in the morning. And then even just from the airport side of things, I mean, you got to think some airports aren't as close to the port as others. So you got to plan in travel time there to get to the airport. But then like if you don't have pre-check and you have to go through security, I wouldn't want to risk the security line being super long. And then that like you, I mean, like we said, you may not make your flight because any of these scenarios, whether like I said, is the ship getting back late or security being super long, especially if it's like a special holiday around Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's cruise, like cruises where you know a lot of people are going to be traveling that time of year as well. It's probably just going to be best to book your flight, I don't know, probably 11, noon, maybe the earliest, and then obviously any time in the afternoon or evening will work great for you to get you back home. For our 14th thing to avoid on your next cruise, Definitely avoid, I think we kind of hit on this the last episode, but avoid the main lunch rush. You're getting on the ship, especially if you're doing a buffet, just avoid that crowd on day one, or if it's like to Michael's point on the last day of the cruise, avoid those crowds, especially during the time when everyone's trying to eat, stay away from the buffets, like grab a sandwich, grab something quick, but try to avoid the buffets during the most popular times of the cruise, which are usually day one embarkation or, you know, the last day of your cruise when you're getting off or the sea day lunch. Like just, I would recommend avoid, avoid the buffets. There's a lot of other options. You can grab sandwiches. Like my favorite thing to do on the Oasis class is to grab the roast beef sandwiches from Central Park. I can grab two of those. I can get a salad. I can get a soup. I can get paninis. All of that stuff is great. Just, to me, it's like a way better experience. You don't have people, you know, running all over the place, spilling stuff, just bouncing in between. It's just, there's just so many people up there. So for me, that's my tip. It's just going to make your cruise a little bit better of an experience. Uh, if you just, and you can also go later, right? So you can always go, you know, maybe an hour or two after the normal lunch rush, maybe two o'clock. Maybe you eat like just on the off times, like do do breakfast later than do lunch later. That may be a good option, but just during that, that craziness, like around probably 12 to one for lunch, it's just going to be the most hectic time in the buffet. We finally made it to the last thing on our list here. And it's probably one of the most important things to avoid. It's avoid disrespecting the crews and other passengers. You know, When it comes to the disrespect in the crew, I mean, these people are there doing their job. They're doing this for their family back home. It's their way of making a living. You shouldn't be rude and entitled to them at all. And especially with other passengers around you. I mean, we've said in the past, everyone's here on vacation to all have a good time. There's no need to be rude. You know, I actually just saw John Heald from Carnival today posted on his Facebook a little story. And it was a couple. And it was the two of them. And I guess they were upset that... They weren't able to get fit in just a table for two in the main dining room at night. They were put with a much larger group. It looked like, I don't know, eight, ten people ended up being at this larger table together. But then, you know, they ended up having a great time conversating, getting to meet each other. And then John said they ended up now keeping up after the cruise and are all looking to book another cruise with people in the future. 
So at the end of the day, I mean, like we said, be a good person. Don't disrespect people. You don't want to be that Karen that gets posted on YouTube uh, yelling at guest services or yelling at somebody on the ship. I mean, be kind. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think you see so much of like fighting on some of like on cruise ships. Like you guys, we're supposed to be having a good time, relaxing to your point, like enjoying the cruise and you know, nothing should get you that flustered to like punch. Like, it's just like some of these videos, again, these are the viral videos that you see. So it's like people are posting. Yeah. It's just, it's all about the hype, but it's, it's too much. Like we just enjoy the crew, enjoy the cruise and get to know the crew, right? Like they, like you mentioned, they work super hard, but they'll always sit down and talk to you. And honestly, that's one of my favorite parts about cruising is just getting to know the crew and their stories. And they, like you said, they work super hard. So they're going to try to make your cruise the best experience possible. And they're, de- they're going to fall short. Like they're human, right? They're not going to do, they're going to have mistakes and, you know, just like you would if you were in their shoes. So definitely, you know, be respectful and, you know, be understanding. So this is a big week. This is Christmas week. So thank you to everyone who is listening. Hopefully everyone has a great Christmas holiday, safe travels to family, friends, whatever you're doing for the holiday, be safe. And thank you again for, for following along. And, and uh, we're excited to continue this journey into the new year. We actually have a fun episode planned for the new year. And we're not going to give you all of the you know teaser here, but look out on Instagram and social media for that one. We're going we're gonna to bring some really good, good ideas and concepts to that last episode for the year to close us out strong. And with that, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. In case you missed it, Michael and I are travel agents and we're helping a lot of clients book their end of year uh, cruise vacations or cruise vacations for next year. There's a lot of great deals out there. So if you are interested in hearing about cruise deals, we can definitely price those out. And, you know, we're going to try to give you the best price out there, even better than the cruise line in certain, you know, certain circumstances. So reach out to us either on Instagram via a DM, or you can fill out the form. I think our number is also listed in the description of this episode. So you can give us a text or a call there as well. Again, we'd love to kind of help you plan out your next cruise vacation. And if there's anything else you want to see out of this podcast in the new year, you can drop us a DM or you can text or call as well. We'd love to we'd love to hear from you in terms of future episode ideas or any questions that you have that we can answer in an upcoming episode. So with that, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Merry Christmas, and we will see you back here next Wednesday.